And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. It's Thursday, February 11th. I'm J.E. Skeet rolling this morning with the Bulls master ripping them threes, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo! Hey, yo! We got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Leelis. Friends. Last but not least, making the beans happen. It's JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Appreciate you guys joining us once again. If you want to, you're all formally invited to tonight's <laughs> NBA happy hour. Yes, we're going to fire up the live stream once again around halftime of the Heat Rockets game on TNT. That's the first game of the TNT doubleheader. Come join us. Come hang out. Come share a LARF. Uh, oh, LARFs will be hour. had. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, uh, we do have another special guest lined up. And uh, yeah, we'll just uh, hang out, sort of watch the game, sort of not. And uh, we'll just figure out. Where we go from there. So join us tonight. NBA Happy Hour. Watch party again. Around halftime of the Heat Rockets game. Email us your questions and comments for our next Beach Steppin' podcast. Email them in. No dunks at theathletic.com. Posted a new Beach Steppin' pod yesterday. Uh, some great questions about the Utah Jazz. A uh, bit of a controversial question about would you rather start your franchise with LaMelo Ball or Trey Young? Oh, already? LaMelo Ball in the conversation. And then we had a bunch of nonsense questions, too. I mean, Lee Lee talked for a good 10 minutes about coffee grinders. Um, I forgot you went on a huge, long tangent about passwords. <laughs> I, completely, yeah. I forgot to put it in the write-up description. Uh, yeah. I had forgotten about that. So yeah, go check that out. Shout out to anyone who was listening and watching yesterday because they sent me a few tips on uh, what to use. Uh, I think it's LastPass is the one that I got recommended most. So I'm, yeah. I, I might check it out. But as always, you've got to sign up, you know, for those. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's such a, such a chore. Lee. Just know oh. I like like how you do it just have one password for absolutely everything except you change one little thing which makes it then 10 times more difficult to oh actually remember yeah it's crazy man oh, it's crazy times it's crazy. uh immaculate items also always available over at nodunks.com there it is got some fun stuff up there for you so go grab your no dunks merch rep the brand and uh once you get it you know definitely take a photo especially on instagram tag us 
you know we're sharing that with the rest of our followers or hit us up on Twitter too. We do that as well. So thanks to everybody that's already bought something. Really appreciate it. Okay, guys, got some news we'll get to later, but uh, let's just do the big takeaways from some of the games from last night. First one, Luca and the Mavericks rally in the fourth for the 118-117 victory over the Hawks. Ka-ka. Lee, get us started. Where do you want to go with this one? So a bit of a revenge game here. Hope anyway for the Hawks. Uh, the, the Mavericks came to the Fortress uh, the other week and picked up a victory after they'd been on a bit of a losing skid. So uh, the Hawks hoping to repay that a little bit there mm-hmm. to uh, to Dallas. And it looked good for the first three quarters. Was, uh, they were in pretty good shape. They were up uh, nine points going into that fourth. But then uh, it started off with your mate, Timmy Hardaway Jr. there, Skeetsy, getting That's on right. fire. He had 13 yep. of his 16 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, if you were to look at his first, best first quarter, best second quarter, best third quarter, best fourth quarter, he's probably <laughs> you know, he's probably scored 65 points. Oh, yeah. He's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then late in the quarter, it was really Jalen Brunson who, who did the job for the Mavericks. Um, just win at Trey Young, pretty much every time. Really, when we talked a little bit about this on the on the beach step and yesterday, the one weakness in Trey Young's game is defensively, and really that was exposed last night. Jalen Brunson uh, just took it at him, whether it was scoring or setting up his teammates. He exposed him a couple of times. Mavs get back into this game and uh, take the lead, and well, the Hawks couldn't get a stop. But the controversy, if you want to call it that, happened late in the game with uh, 4.7 seconds to go. The Hawks have the ball here. They're down by a point. Now, you may not have seen it there, but Trey Young, the play was designed for him, uh, mm-hmm. and he got hit basically by Willie Cauley-Stein. No whistle was called on the play. Uh, Gallinari had a shot that didn't really get close, and Trey Young was happy, thinking he was fouled. But I have to say that uh, I don't really think there was anything too much in that because if a foul had been called the Hawks would have gotten one free throw because the ball wasn't inbounded yet and then they would have got possession so they you know potentially would have tied the game and then had a chance to win I mean they could have won it anyway of course if Gallinari hits that shot but Trey Young was very unhappy about it and so was Lloyd Pierce after the game honestly from where I am I I think there's contact no question there's contact but I think Trey sells it a little bit he goes down, and uh, I think that was the right no call by the referees. I don't know what you guys think, but uh, Trey, I, I can understand he's frustrated and un, uh, up, unhappy. He had a good game. The Hawks led for a lot of this game, but they uh, they lost it at the end there. But for me, I think the right no call was made. What do you think, Trey? Yeah, Trey Young is very upset there. He sets the screen on Willie Cauley-Stein, who turns around and, and runs into him. There's no doubt there's contact, but... Uh... Not a whole lot. I think Trey does sell it a little bit. And then he's all upset that he sort of got hit in the nose a little bit. I think when Willie sort of ran into him at first because he didn't know he was there. And then I think his arm sort of came up and maybe caught him a little bit. But the right no call in your books, Trey? Yeah, that's the right no call. Like you're saying, Trey set a back screen. Really good back screen. John Collins was going to be open for the alley-oop. Throw it up, Kevin Herter. You're getting a bucket right there, I do think, or at least a foul. But Trey goes down on the back screen, like you're saying. And that's when Willie Cauley-Stein's elbow kind of comes up but you know he's a seven foot tall guy so he's got a foot on trey young ergo nose elbow all in the same spot it sucks getting hit in the nose let me tell you if you've been a head butted by a kid on accident it just catches you completely (laughs) off guard and really throws you off i'm this mad at a child when they accidentally headbutt me so i can understand trey young's anger i don't think willie collie stein is a dirty player he doesn't seem to have had any beef with people for this kind of thing in the past that i can recall off the top of my head but I think this was the right call, especially in the last five seconds of the game. Yeah. Really good screen. Sucks to get hit in the nose. Refs did a good job. Sometimes you got to swallow that whistle. Yeah, Lloyd Pierce after the game says, it was a perfect screen. I'm quoting him here. Willie Cauley-Stein ran Trey over. That's a foul. It's a foul. 
It's why Trey was on the floor. It blows up our play. So he was upset, obviously, as he saw there. Trey Young was very upset, uh, going nuts. I love how that play actually continued then, or not the play, but after the game, you know, Luca comes over and is like, because they're good buds. They were yeah. joking in this one too. We've seen them joke at the All Star game um, already. Luca and Trey, and you know, he's. I love how he's like he's upset, but he also wants to say goodbye to Luca. He's like, yeah, hey, you know, you know, right, like, Luca's trying to console him a little bit. But you're right about um, Jalen Brunson going at him, uh, Lily. I thought he was phenomenal down the stretch. Jeff Van Gundy. He was talking up Brunson like crazy. He was, this guy could be a, a starting point guard on many teams in this ah. league, and eventually we'll get it. Yeah, I know. He was a little on him. A little bias right there, I do believe, from Jeff Van Gundy, who, if I'm not mistaken, coached Rick Brunson, Jalen's dad. <laughs> hmm. But not surprised to see an Illinois boy balling out. If you tuned in for Luka Doncic <laughs> versus Trey Young, the undercard was good, too, because Jalen Brunson was balling and Kevin Herter was balling as yeah. well. They were basically trading buckets back and forth. Uh, in the fourth quarter, but I thought you could uh, really see how the Hawks were missing DeAndre Hunter late. Yeah. He ended up with a couple of times where Luka got matched up on Tony Snell in the post. That was an easy bucket. And then there was another time where uh, John Collins was sticking Luka up top at the top of the key. That's a spot where you would love to have DeAndre Hunter, a guy who's made incredible strides in his second season, but he's out for a few weeks after having surgery. So, they had to go with what they had, and it wasn't quite enough last night to beat the Mavs. Well, you say but, Illinois boys. I see a lot of Fred Van Vliet at times in uh, Jalen Brunson. <laughs> so, I'm, you know, I'm not writing off what JVG is, sell- is selling us, you know, despite the uh, connection to the father. Uh, I like him. I think he's a good player. Yeah, is he, uh, is he a starter in this league? I mean, he's still obviously quite young uh, in terms of his uh, NBA career, so I think it's possible. I, I like him. I do really like him. He seems like a bit of a rock back there. And he was great in the fourth, and so was mm. Tim Hardaway Jr., who is going to score 50 points. <laughs> One of these days, <laughs> Lee, he's going to put at least three of those quarters together all in the same game. Because, uh. man, he was he caught fire. And you see him, like, when he catches fire, he took a bit of a heat check and he eventually missed, but he was, like, screaming for the ball. He's like, just yeah. get the ball. Like, I'm unconscious right now. He usually does it in the first half, though, not so much yeah, in the I second know. halves. That's uh, true. But because we've seen, I think he's had a, like two or three 30-point first halves. So if he only needs that 13-point fourth quarter there, and he's basically home, yeah. you know, he can do it. But uh, one really good sign, I think, for the Mavericks here is Luca, who was good in the fourth. He only took two shots, made both of them. But the Mavericks actually got other guys, you know, talk of Hardaway and Jalen Brunson, and especially Jalen Brunson, who was kind of creating for himself. That's what they need more of. You know, uh, they need someone who can just go and get themselves a bucket. They don't need Luca to do it all. Luca still had, you know, five assists, I think, in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the one big problem I think they face is sometimes when it's like, Luca's the only one here who can go out and get his own bucket or he has to set up his teammates. You need to be able to trust some of those other guys to be able to go and do it. And I thought Brunson, again, with that matchup against Trey Young, really took advantage of that mm-hmm. last night. So good, good uh, fourth quarter performance from the Mavs to get this one. All right, next game here. Oh, he's got the jacket on. He's ready. He's pumped. He's shaking his head. He's like, yeah, let's talk about it, baby. Why didn't we leave the show with this? Zach Levine scores 46 points. 46. Oh, boy. And the Bulls hit 25 three-pointers to beat the Pelicans. 129-116. The Pelicans were up in this game. I believe at the half they were up. Um, But, yeah, the Bulls were on fire, Trey. So what's the big takeaway? I know it wasn't just Zach Levine uh, hitting those threes. Well, the big takeaway is the Bulls are back! Learned something so valuable last night. You can't be back if you don't go away. You had to have a bad Monday to be back on Wednesday, and it was a tremendous bounce-back performance from the Bulls. Like you mentioned, Zach Levine making the all-star case. 46 points, 9 threes, 7 boards, 4 assists in the calendar year 2021. He's at 28 points per game, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, shooting 53% from the floor. 
45 from three, 88 at the free throw line. I saw Tom Ziller had him as an all-star. I saw Matt Moore had him as an all-star. There is a buzz right now. Also had one of the best games of the year for Kobe White, who has really struggled this season. He had 30 points. He had eight threes. Zach and Kobe, the first teammates in NBA history with eight plus threes <sighs> in a crazy. game. That's crazy. I can't believe Clay and Curry have yeah. not done that once. Yeah. The only reason I can think that that's the case with the Warriors is that once one of those guys catches on fire, all the other Warriors pass to that guy, right? Mm. Like, that, like if you get to eight and you're on Golden State, they're like, we're getting you to 13 or 14. We're not yeah. stopping at just eight. So I, I, can, I can see why... That maybe hasn't happened, but yeah, super surprising to see it from the Bulls, but they needed it. 36 assists on the night. Shout out to Galaxy Brain Boylan. This guy wanted to average 30 assists per game. Yeah. Never been done before in league history. Still not going to be done, but if he could have got the Bulls to average 36 a game, they would have been good, as you're seeing. The Pelicans have been playing pretty well. Four straight over similar competition uh, to the Bulls. Uh, looked like Zion was going for 40 on layups in the first quarter, but... Bulls found their rhythm. There was some shoddy defense, no doubt, by the Pelicans, but this was an excellent win for Chicago. They're tied for 10th place, but they're only a game and a half out of fifth. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ah, man, I, I am, uh, I, I'm happy to hear, like, Ziller and Moore have them in there. And you see, like, you're hearing, like, other all-stars, other star players, like, really going to bat for uh, Zach Levine, too. It's feeling like he's almost a lock to me, Lily, at this point. I mean, it... He's balling out. The victories are enough there, especially in that jumbled Eastern Conference. I think he is going to get there. Uh, it will be. He's not going to be starting, of course, but he's ultimately no. going to be a coach selection. What do you think? I uh, yeah, I'm just trying to sort of think who who would have to beat out for that spot because you think it'd be one of the Celtics out of uh, Tatum or Brown is going to come off the bench. Uh, then who from the Raptors? Probably no one there from the Raptors. Chris Middleton, he'll be in contention for sure. I mean, I think Zach's got as strong a case as anybody. No no question about it. He's just got to stay healthy uh, and stay on the court and keep putting up these numbers. I will say, Trey, he had 22 points in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. He didn't get the 50-burger. I mean, you know, I know it's a great win. It's a great night. He, you know, 50, I think I'm, I'm a little disappointed he didn't get 50. I'll be honest. Yeah, 50 was in the cards. I think uh, the NBC Bulls talk poll put up is Zach Levine getting 50. Obviously, I clicked yes. But, uh, you know, I'm happy to end up with 46. If somebody else is on fire, that's the difference is that Kobe White pouring in 30 means that you don't necessarily need 50 from Zach Levine. A cool 46 will suffice. I like 46. I like how it sounds. I like how it looks even. I, I would almost argue it's better than 47, 48, or 49. <laughs> okay. 50's 50, but I just love how 46 looks. I was like, that's great. <laughs> nice. um, my only really other note to add to this game, because the Bulls were on fire. I mean, 25 threes. Like, that's tough to lose a game when you hit that many. But Pelicans rookie um, point guard Kyra Lewis Jr., he, uh, career high, 14 points, 5 of 7. I thought he looked pretty solid, and he's starting to get more minutes there in New Orleans. Um, he's up to about like 20 minutes per game over his last three, and you just wonder is that, um, you know, the, him getting the opportunity and then giving him more of an opportunity, does that mean that Lonzo Ball trade is coming? Or an, or an Eric Bledsoe trade? I mean, are they moving one or both of those guys as we get a little closer to the trade deadline? Because uh, I think this kid should be uh, sort of given uh, this opportunity right away. I, I think he's really, really solid. And I'd love to see him sort of grow with Ingram and Zion too there. So something to keep an eye on. But good win for the Bulls. And I love that jacket, Trey. It's just a gorgeous satin classic throwback bulls jacket oh that's right i put it on at halftime i took yams out to the dog park came back didn't take it off slept in it last night you know got to keep the vibes all right well keep it on until the bulls next game next game here for us though suns rally to beat the bucks 125 124 despite 
Giannis is 47. Yeah, see, 47. It doesn't look as cool as 46. But uh, Giannis was living at the free throw line. He was living in the paint. I watched a ton of this one. It was wild. I mean, he got to 47. Again, a lot from inside. A lot from at the line. But when it came down to the final possession for the Bucks, chance to win it. Um, you know, there wasn't a ton of time for the Bucks to work with. I think it was like three seconds there on the inbounds, less than that. He missed the 20-foot jumper. You know, they stayed in front of him, like, keep him out of the paint. Don't let him uh, go-go gadget arm this and uh, dunk it on us or get to the line. And, and he missed the jumper. Um, you know, it's fine. Lee's got to take that, I think. Uh, you, of course, would like to see it go down, but he took it with confidence and, mm-hmm. and he didn't hit it. But this is a big Suns win. I think this might be their best Suns win of the season. Uh, I, I think that with the way Booker scored 30, Chris Paul adding 28, 7 assists, uh, you know, they rallied in this one. They extended their winning streak. They're playing a hot team in the Milwaukee Bucks. Solid win. And, man, you see why. You just see these victories of, like, oh, this is why we moved on from Rubio for Chris Paul. This is why we, we brought in Jay Crowder. Those guys just instrumental in this victory, I thought. Yeah, I mean, Chris Paul, again, uh, late in the game, does uh, that little move where he crosses across the front of the key there to hit that little uh, floater, which he's just done forever, which is just gorgeous. Uh, but yeah, this was a good one because there's no Drew Holiday, of course, there for the Bucks. But you know, every every team's missing players from time to time. But it just felt in that fourth quarter, Giannis was just like, "Well, I'm just going to dunk my way to victory here." Uh, <laughs> it <laughs> you know. was wild. And in fact, on the on the last clean possession the Bucks had, uh, Giannis was basically trying to back down Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. The ball came in, the entry pass there, and Jay Crowder just sort of gave him the old. Uh, you know, uh, uh, pulled the seat from him, move. Yeah, the and little Ole. Per- yeah, and, and it worked perfectly. And uh, Giannis was kind of upset with the referee, but it was like there was there was nothing there. Was, again, uh, anyway, then the Bucks do get it back. And you're right, I, I think that was the right play. I think everyone on the court knew Giannis was getting the ball. Chris Paul basically went at him as well to put more pressure on him. He rose up, he got a good look, it just didn't go down. So yeah. uh, that that's really all he can. I, I think there was only about two seconds left, so I don't really think he had a whole lot of time to put it on the deck anyway. He just had to basically get it and get to a comfortable spot and uh, and missed it. But, yeah, impressive victory here for the Suns. They need to make sure they bank these wins because they went on a bit of a cold streak. Now they're kind of back a little bit. They're back as well. Everyone's back mm-hmm. this oh, season. Yeah, back. Um, so, uh, yeah, fun game, though. I, I really enjoyed yeah. this one. Thought it was good stuff. Well, how about Frank the Tank Kaminsky, too, looking like Steve Nash out there? Oh, yeah. Dimes. Eight assists in this one, Trey. 4-0 since Frank Kaminsky moved into the starting lineup. Another noted Illinois boy. It's crazy how when you give these guys minutes, every team gets better. The Bulls are back. Illinois is back. I'm loving it. He, I've been working on a take here, Skeets. Uh, I'm not quite ready to debut it. I'll give you a little taste. Frank Kaminsky is the next Brooke Lopez. Oh. I don't think he's as good defensively. He's not as good defensively, but Brooke Lopez wasn't known as a defender early in his career. Turned himself into a defensive player of the year candidate by being tall at the rim. Frank Kaminsky is very tall. Mm-hmm. He can shoot threes. He doesn't have as much boost as Brooke Lopez, no. though. He needs to get a little bit more in the cakes region to get a little bit more of actual big guy. Because right now he's a little bit more of a Steve Novak kind of character. But hey, eight boards, eight assists on top of 14 points, dropping in the threes. Good stuff from Big Break. Yeah, Frank the Tank, man. He had a couple of really nice dimes. Uh, and again, Jay Crowder, uh, like especially at the end of the third quarter, he had a nice, like, one of those key, like, tapped out an offensive rebound, went to a booker, he hits the three. That's big. This is when the Suns were down, too. You know, the the, the Bucks were up, like, you know, eight or nine points around this time. And then, right soon after that, 
Crowder pump fake the three, a little pump fake party lately, mm-hmm. drew the defense to him, and then he kicked it over to Cam, who stepped into a three with confidence, and suddenly, you know, again, it was like a one-possession game. It felt like with the Suns, too, in this game, especially when you have Chris Paul and Booker, I just, like, it's so amazing. Like, you know when your team is down eight, nine, maybe ten points? There's still tons of time left in the game, but it's, like, sort of that deciding factor, that deciding moment. It's the TSN turning point, possibly, when this either turns into a bit of a rout or this game is going to be close and we need a bucket. And what I mean by that is it felt like Booker and Chris Paul especially always were just like, mm. I'll just I'll just get this jumper to go here. I'll get this bucket and we'll just sort of stay within reach. We'll stay right there. And if they had missed it or they come up short, you know, then suddenly maybe it is a 15-point lead or something like that and it's a little too much to overcome. But time after time, I felt like in this one, they just hit those timely shots, kept them in it, and then of course yep. what happens? So they end up winning this uh, high-scoring affair. Yeah, I hope Jay Crowder's all right because on that last possession, yeah. it looked like Brooke Lopez's sort of big body just landed on his knee there. They sort of just both fighting for the ball and happened and he rolled over instantly. So uh, He stayed in on the defensive position. Yeah, he so did. I, I, sure I, okay. I think he is. It's just one of those ones when you see such a big body as Brooke hitting someone's knee, it's like, well, that could do some damage. What would be? Yeah, what player would you least want to just fall on you hmm. awkwardly? Because it's not like necessarily the biggest, you know, it's like just who is the most sort of like when they start falling, it is like a tree falling in the forest. Wasn't it uh, Aaron Baines who sort of broke Steph Curry's hand last year? Was that Mm. that? I think you're right. I think you're right. He was out for like three months from that. Um Baines would be up there. Yeah. He's a big dude, yeah. lumbering dude. Brooke Lopez is. I <laughs> yeah. mean, both Lopez brothers. I wouldn't want falling and bead. on yeah, yeah, Embiid. Yeah, Embiid. Oh, Embiid. For a small guy, I'm like uh, maybe Eric Bledsoe because he looks mm. like he's all muscle. He looks like he's got yep. a very hard body. Wouldn't want him falling on me, especially in a soft zone like a belly or something like that. Well, even Zion. I mean Zion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's just he's just, just gigantic. That's just pure weight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he's so like smooth like that's what I mean like he I feel yeah, like right. in falling could sort of like brace himself fall around you a little bit like once Brooke Lopez is going down he's just falling wherever he's <laughs> that's going. a tree that's a tree in the forest right yeah. now just get yeah. out of the way yeah exactly that's my point uh, all right our next game oh my god how many times do we just like talk about this exact game basically uh LeBron leads the Lakers past the Thunder again in overtime third straight overtime game for the Lakers uh third straight victory and you know third time LeBron sort of turns it on late 114-113 Trey uh is there any other takeaway besides what I just said no I told y'all I was taking a little lake break because every game's the same they went out and they played the exact same game for the third straight time as the Associated Press put it the Lakers rallied back from another huge early deficit <laughs> and again showed just enough late game poise to win. Yeah, they did. Got down by 20, came back in the second half. LeBron made a three to tie things at the end of regulation. Lou Dort missed a game winner in overtime. LeBron airballed a shot that would have iced the game with about five seconds left, but the Thunder call a timeout, which gives LeBron a chance to ice the game again, this time on a steal on the inbounds pass. Shouldn't have called a timeout. Just go. Just go go and try and score right there. I mean, I know they didn't have Shea Gilgis-Alexander, the guy you would want to have the ball, but just go there. Otherwise, you're giving the Lakers, the best defensive team in the league, a chance to set up for the play. Didn't like that. That being said, Lakers' third straight overtime win, according to Jovan Buha at The Athletic. That's the first time since 2007 that a team has done that. Only the seventh time ever. Pretty funny, though. LeBron said, I don't get tired a couple of weeks ago. But now he's being tested. Overtime games every single night. It's a Doctor Strange time loop. Dormammu! I'm here to bargain. There were a couple of more interesting things, though, here. The Dorcher Chamber. Yeah. Let's Lou talk about Dort it. guarding LeBron. 
with his hands all up in his face. I love it. Very much shades of Shane Battier's oh, yeah. defense on Kobe Bryant back in the day. Put your hand in his face and just wave it around. Maybe you call this the John Cena. Maybe you call it the Deshaun Stevenson. Maybe you call it the weekend. I can't feel my oh, face. Look at that D though. Incredible stuff. You saw it happen and you're like, okay, this is going in the show tomorrow. The stream team loves Dort. Yep. Loves him. Uh, but yeah, incredible defense from Lou Dort. A fun guy to watch matched up against LeBron because he can take the bumps too. Lou Dort, that's another guy you don't want to fall on you. No. Your muscles. Mm. No. Good. Yeah, the Dort report, the Dorcher chamber, it all works. It's all great. Uh, I was happy to see that clip going around. People love that, especially when it involved LeBron too, and like oh, you said. Man, yeah. But I love he's doing the yeah, he's doing the Badger with the hands, but he's also moving his feet like crazy lately. Yeah. He's never stops oh, like yeah. pitter-pattering there, and he's ready. And he actually, when LeBron like you know steps to the side, he's right there challenging and is not fouling. So, yeah, Lakers though, it's pretty incredible uh, just what they're doing here. I mean, also no surprise, Al Horford lost to LeBron oh. James. Yeah, yeah. that's something that always happens. <laughs> He had a great game, too. Al Horford had a monster game. Yeah, Yeah, he's a great player, Al Horford. I looked it up, and uh, now I I think this is up to date from Land of Basketball. Mm -hmm. They've played 62 times against each other, Al Horford and LeBron James, in the playoffs uh, 18 times, Mm -hmm. uh, 14 times, excuse me. Hang on, hang on, hang on. What am I doing here? I don't know. 62 times they've played in total. LeBron's up 48 to 14 overall, his record. So, (laughs) yeah. If that's tough correct, one, tough one. but yes. Atlanta basketball, I know exactly what site you're talking about. They always they always show you the the head to head matchups. Yeah, on yeah. that site, it's very strange. Uh, all right, so yeah, Al Horford always has a tough time beating LeBron, but he was there. He was right there. It was a really really entertaining game. Okay, the other so interesting thing from this, I would yeah. say, is Frank Vogel. After the game, he said LeBron is quote probably going to be this year's MVP. Can't disagree. That's his player. He's going to advocate for him. But this is honestly how the MVP discussion gets boring. We're a quarter of the way into the season. Of course, us idiots are going to be talking about who should win MVP. Mm-hmm. But when Frank Vogel comes out and says, LeBron's probably going to win MVP, that means LeBron's going to win MVP. So now we have three quarters of the season where we're just going to be talking about why it can't be LeBron when everybody knows it's going to be LeBron. Come on, Frank. Let us have something here. Well, yeah, we had sort of the debate yesterday right after Embiid's monster game about who would win it right now, uh, you know, Lee, you were siding with LeBron. You were a real Frank Vogel about the situation. And, uh, you know, some of us were taking Embiid at this at this mark right now, not moving forward. Uh, but you're right. And didn't ESPN, I think it was Tim Bontemps, he just did the old uh, straw poll, right? Yeah. Asking 100 people, 100 people, I, I assume really in the media or maybe on teams too, for their like one through five votes. And LeBron, correct me if I'm wrong, LeBron came out on top in that. But it was very, very close. I mean, Embiid was right there. Um, who else was in the mix there? Probably Jokic, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So Mike Conley got one vote too. He got, a, say he got that. one fifth it? place vote. So yes, you were asked by Tim. You were in the struggle. Cool, yeah. man. Congrats. Awesome. Nice flex. Uh, okay, so just quickly here, the other games. Raptors caught fire from three to hammer the Wizards. Uh, the Grizzlies also hot from deep last night. They hit a franchise record 23 three-pointers. Kyle Anderson, Mr. Anderson, six threes. They beat the Hornets. The Nets played some defense. Turns out when you play a little defense... You can get some pretty dominant uh, victories. They destroyed the Pacers. It looked closer than it was. It wasn't that close. The Nuggets, talking about destroying teams. Uh, my swerve did not work at all. Uh, Nuggets beat the Cavs by almost 40 points. I mean, we could have made a what you got from the dunk of that game. There were three three monster dunks in that game. So, I mean, go watch the highlights at the very least or watch the top 10 on NBA uh, YouTube channel because uh, some great ones. I mean, RJ Hamptons was... Huge, huge in transition on Osmond. I don't even know if that was the best one. There's a couple other ones that were great. 
And then finally, the Clippers beat the Wolves 119-112 to spoil Carl Anthony Towns' return. Nice to see him back, uh, of course, out on the court, but uh, Clippers got the victory. So the only thing from that, I don't know if you guys have anything from any of those games. To me, the Raptors won, uh, you know, to play the homer card is just interestingly because the Raps, you want to talk about teams being back. Raps are one game under 500. They'll play the Celtics tonight in Boston. Uh, they're going to beat the Beantown boys. You heard it here first. And then that th- that means they will officially be back to 500. So that'll be interesting. But Norman Powell, huh. he's averaging 23 points per game right now, shooting over 50% from the floor, nearly 48% from three. And this was, remember, I was going nuts early in the season. Like, what the hell is wrong with Norman Powell? Why can't he play basketball anymore? He was averaging like less than 12 points through the first 14 games. But he's in the starting lineup now, and he is on fire. And now, when OG Ananobi comes back, it probably won't be tonight, but soon, maybe on the weekend, what does Nurse do here with the starting mm. lineup? It's a, it's something for Raptors fans, at least, to watch. Like, Lowry, Van Vliet, and Siakam, they're not going anywhere. Those are your three locks. But what would you do if you're Nurse? Like, you either, you know, just give OG his starting spot back, you know, t- t- Norm goes back to the bench, and you just hope he can stay hot coming off, uh, off the pine, or, you know... <laughs> It'd be probably crazy, but Norm continues to start and OG somehow comes off the bench and works his way into minutes. I think that's unlikely. Or the Raptors go smallly and play OG at the five and, you know, relegate Baines, your boy Bainesy, to the bench. And, uh, you know, I don't think Boucher wants to... I don't think Nick Nurse wants Boucher to start. They love what he brings, his energy, and that that sort of spark plug being the big guy off the bench. So of those three options, which one would you do if you're Nick Nurse? Because Uh, it's a good problem to have, but a problem nonetheless. You know, I, I tend to side with, like, if the other guy was just out, OG, he just goes back into the starting lineup and Norm returns to the bench. But right now, Norm is playing some of the best basketball he's ever played. And coaches tend to sort of just like to ride those hot streaks as well. So mm-hmm. I think you try to figure out a way to keep Norm in there. And maybe you do just move Baines to the bench. I think that's mm-hmm. the lower risk move because it's like you're not going to upset him. You're not going to offend him. He's going to be understanding of that. And then you also keep OG sort of straight back into that starting lineup. And maybe it's only for a game or two anyway, and it doesn't work and they try to uh, mix things up again. But Norm, it feels like with Norm, when he gets hot, he gets red hot. And when he gets cold, he's as ice cold as anybody. So while he's on this hot streak, just ride it out because you don't know know when it's going to end and you don't know if he could go back to just five or six games in a row just shooting bricks. Um, But uh, yeah, it's a very unusual position because like I say, I, I tend to always be like, just put the guy who's back in, into the starting lineup and bring Norm back off the bench. Yeah, and right. it's not like OG was playing bad or anything no, before exactly. the injury. He's probably exactly. the best Raptor for most of the season there. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but under, under, under these are special circumstances. And the Raptors need wins and they're getting them and Norm is just playing so well. So I, I would try to ride the Norm hot streak for as long as you can. Trey, I know you're you're the big guy of the group. Would you be upset with taking <laughs> out Baines in the starting lineup and going smaller with like OG really would be your five in that lineup? That's fine. That's yeah. fine. You can yeah. send Baines to the bench. I know it'll break your heart, Skeets. You love the way 46 looks to have it covered by a warm-up. Oh, I'm sorry to do it to you. But yeah, I mean, they got the Celtics up next. You don't necessarily need a huge guy against the Celtics. Timberwolves with Carl Anthony Towns. You might like a big guy. The Bucks come up a couple of times next week. You're mm-hmm. going to want a big guy for that. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Nick Nurse go with a bit of a platoon here. Uh, yep. Start the guys that make the most sense depending on the night. And yeah, Lee, I agree. Ride that Norm Powell hot streak. Trade deadline's coming up. He could be somebody that some teams are interested in. You would like to have him playing well during February and March rather than, you know, December and January when the Raptors were struggling. Started 2-8, and 10-5 since. The Raptors are back. You got to go away to come back. Yeah. 
Uh, and you're right. Nurse has done the uh, you know rotating center starting position before too. Obviously with Serge Ibaka and Marcus All, that was sometimes based on the matchup on the other team of, of who would get that nod. So maybe that's something he'll do. We will see. Okay, we got some news, but first, quick word from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Little news here. In the wake of the NBA's statement Wednesday reiterating its longstanding policy that all teams will play the national anthem, Mavs owner Mark Cuban said, that his organization has no problem playing the anthem at all, and that the decision to not do so to this point in the season was the product of ongoing conversations with members of the community who felt the tradition, quote, did not fully represent them. So we talked about this yesterday, Lee, when by all accounts, it was like the Mavs are going forward without playing the anthem. No one had noticed for a good 10, 11, 12 games. And then Tim Cato of the Athletics sort of broke the story, and Cuban said, well, I've talked to Commissioner Silver, he seems okay with it, so, uh, you know, we're going to do this. And then I said on the show, I was like, well, this might be interesting, you know, when, when fans are back, maybe next season. I was looking way far ahead. Well, it took a couple hours for the NBA to release a statement saying, oh, no, 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 we're, uh, we're playing the national anthem. Uh, and, you know, Cuban sort of like, I mean, I don't want to say backtrack, but he said, okay, yeah, I guess, I guess we are. Uh, what do you think as someone, as we obviously have talked about a few times, thinks well, why are we doing this for obviously every game? Maybe special occasions, but every game seems like overkill. What, what do you take on this whole sort of a developing story here? Our colleague Tim Cato is too damn good at his job. That's yeah. the, my take on it. Because if he didn't report this, no one else would have, and the Mavericks wouldn't have played the anthem last night. But instead, Tim Cato, Tim Cato breaks this story, and all of a sudden, uh, Adam Silver's on the phone to Mark Hume saying, you've got to play the anthem. Mark Hume's like, all right, I'll play it then, fine. That, that's that's my take on what happened, because uh, it's one of those things that uh, we, we know that it can cause people to get very upset. And you know, you'll have people saying, oh, that's it, I'm done with the NBA, they're not playing the national anthem. And I think the NBA wanted to try to avoid any of that sort of talk. So they uh, they got on the phone with Mark Cuban and Mark Cuban said, okay, we'll play it again. But I wish he didn't. I wish they didn't play it because they don't need to. And uh, that that would have been something would have been better to just say, look, why? Why do we need it? We They have got some fans there in Dallas, but uh, mm-hmm. it would have been so much better if, if it was just like if the NBA had just said, yeah, it's fine. If that's what they choose to do because that's what we agreed at the start, that teams have uh, a little bit more room with their pregame activities while we're in this situation but instead it seems like uh okay you better play it then you better play it because this could cause some controversy but again no one even knew no one even recognized that that it wasn't being played until tim cato reported it so it just shows how no one actually really cares about it that much especially uh out there in dallas because no one was protesting there was nothing on twitter about it and no one getting too upset so um it just shows we don't need it and no one would miss it if it wasn't there for every game 
Right. They cared once the story was broken, for sure, because there were talks at the Texas Capitol by some lawmakers immediately to introduce a bill that would ensure the national anthem would be played at all yeah. events um, that received public funding. Um, so yeah, it got it. This turned into huge news, actually. Of course, yesterday, sort yeah. of uh, even outside the sports world, and whether we not whether we need this, should we have it, and all that. But uh, in the end, Trey, I mean, Cuban was like very. I, you know, you wouldn't have expected this. I, I, I got to admit, from Cuban, like if I thought him making that decision to not do it. You would sort of think he maybe would plant his foot down and say, no, this is the way, this is what we want to do. And, and this is why we want to do it. And instead said, okay, you know, I, I never said we were like banning it for good. It's just, we gave it a go. And the NBA has now asked us, of course, to like, hey, play it. Okay, we will. What do you think? Uh, I wish Cuban would have had a little bit of a backbone here and stuck with his guns with regards to not playing the anthem because the NBA is reacting to a whole bunch of people who don't watch the NBA saying, well, no, I'm not going to watch the NBA. You weren't (laughs) in the first place. You didn't even notice that this wasn't happening. I honestly feel Lloyd Pierce has had the best response to this entire uh, controversy when he said, I don't care if you play the anthem or not. And I'm tired of talking about it because it really does not matter. What matters is why the anthem wasn't played and nobody wants to talk about that. The racial inequality, the uh, how the national anthem doesn't speak for everybody in our nation and hasn't for the entirety of our nation's founding. Um, but people would rather talk about whether a song should be played than all that kind of stuff, which has been the case since Colin Kaepernick took a knee. You know, he did that for three games before anybody recognized in the first place as well. And then everybody got upset about the anthem again. So people would rather talk about a song than the actual problems that are present in America right. today. So that's why uh, people just want to smooth things over. Not great. Not my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Other news here, too, uh, from the NBA. According to Woj, the NBA is progressing on a plan to incorporate the dunk contest into halftime of the All-Star Game, Lee, on March 7th in Atlanta. I was calling things left and right yesterday. Uh, A (laughs) three-point shootout and a skills competition. Oh, my God. I know, are also expected to be part of the Sunday night event. Because remember, if this actually still happens, and we know the players don't care for it, but if it does, and it looks like it's going to here in Atlanta, March 7th, it's going to be a one-day, I guess really one-night affair. So the All-Star Game will be played, and then, according to Woj, uh, some of these you know, skills competitions and the dunk contests and all that will be the same night. It'll either be before, as I've said, maybe a three-point or skills before, and, and then maybe the dunk contest at halftime. That's that's what it sounds like it's going to be. What do you think, Trey? Do you like, I mean, if they're going to do this, I know we have our own opinions on whether this should even be happening, but if it does, do you like sort of the format of putting the dunk contest at halftime? Sure. <laughs> I think it'll be fun. It'll be fun to, to watch it at halftime. I think it is hilarious that we're bringing back the skills competition. The people got to see us running some obstacle courses here. Look, my dream for this is that the league decides, hey, we're doing all we can to make this unnecessary all-star game as safe as possible. So we're inviting as few people as possible. We don't need players flying in from everywhere. Uh, We don't need Cassius Stanley to fly in for the dunk contest. You have to be an all-star to get into one of these uh, competitions. That way we're seeing, you know, maybe Zach Levine does make the all-star team and he's there. He's like, fine, I'm doing all three. I could win the dunk contest. I could win the three-point contest. I could win the skills contest. You have to be there on that Saturday for the All-Star Game to be in any of these halftime competitions, I think would make it awesome. I think it would make it a lot more exciting. That's obviously not going to happen. They're going to invite all these people. These are sponsored events. Of course, they're going to run them and try and blow them up just the same way they have for every single thing. But I think it would be very fun if they went the All-Star route. Yeah, I love that idea, but that could backfire too. Could you imagine the players basically protesting it? The dunk contest is just guys like little layup 
We're like, eh, who cares? <laughs> um, I don't think that would happen. But uh, what do you what do you think, Lee? I mean, you you were like halftime. They're not gonna do it at halftime. Well, looks like they are, mate. I mean, why though? Not just make it over two nights. Can't you make then generate more money if everyone's going to be in town anyway? May as well do it Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday afternoon game. I, I you no, know, like, no. like, what difference does it make though if people are there for one night or two nights when you're trying to get as many events in? And it's, well, they don't want to uh, be there for one night as it is, Lee. So now you're asking them. To be, well, they are, yeah, first but, off, they are going to be there for two nights because I think a lot of the players are supposedly flying in on the Saturday. You're not leaving your hotel. You're not going anywhere. You're not going to Magic City because <laughs> okay? it's too, it's too dangerous to do that. But, and and yeah. then you know on Sunday. By all accounts, like you play these games, you play the competitions, whatever you're in, and then your ass is being flown out right away. So, so now you'd be asking them, some of them, for three nights, I guess. Though, depending on what events they were in, I guess your thing still stands. Like it could just be the two nights. Anyway, you don't. We don't want to elongate this anymore, Lee. Just do it in one night. What's wrong with it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, sure. I don't know. I just think uh, it, it's all about making money. So if you can drag it out over two nights, you can make more money that way, can't you? Having the, you know, the events night. I guess. And then yeah, the game. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it just seems weird. It seems very weird that it's gone from just being an idea. So now it's happening and now it's like, but we want to keep it as safe as possible. But also we actually going to blow it up as much as we can and get as many things into this, squeeze them into as we can in one night. So we'll see. I don't know. JD, what do you think? I'd like to know how long this goddamn broadcast is going to be because <laughs> that's all of Saturday night, which was three hours before, right? So yeah. we're going to have a three hour halftime. Is that? No, nah, I, I mean, look, my gut says that only the dunk contest happens at halftime and that maybe as the pre-game show it could involve like the skills and then maybe the three-point contest i have again i have no no there's no reporting here by me i just feel like that's the way the way to go but you're right if they put it all at halftime <laughs> it'd be a long halftime break it's gonna be long even a, if it's over just, an hour for sure if it's just the dunk dunk contest it'll be an hour yeah and yeah, where's alicia yeah. keys gonna go <laughs> oh, JD, no performances this year mm. Yeah, that's your favorite part, yeah. Of course. Well, you know what? I do like Saturday night. I'm annoyed that I'm going to have to semi-sit through a quarter <laughs> or so of... I'm going to have to sort of figure out when it is because I'm not watching the All-Star game. I'm not breaking mm. that streak. 15 years, <laughs> I've never watched an All-Star game. I've only ever watched the, the halftime. So anyway, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed yeah, about yeah. all of this. Sure, sure. Well... Look, uh, you're annoyed as the players because I haven't heard still one player come out. I'm waiting for the one player to come out and say, I'm very excited for the All-Star game. <laughs> I'm glad we're doing it, but uh, we haven't had it yet. It'll be that uh, first-time we'll guy. I feel sorry for that guy, whoever it is. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a weird first-time All-Star. We still haven't figured out how we're going to do my three-point shootout. How are we going to do that oh, this boy. year? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> see ya. I'm not sure that's happening. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the, We'll see when they put the three-point shootout um, and skills comp. Is it before the game? Is it also at half? That does seem like a ton there in the halftime break. You wouldn't think it's after the game, but who knows? Who, who honestly knows? I can't believe they're going to do the skills competition. Like, I'm amazed that that, you know, was at least in Woj's reporting. But maybe maybe it doesn't happen. Okay. The people want to see basketballs thrown through a tire. It's simply yeah. that, you know. We can't go for an entire calendar year without seeing that. I know. It's, it is a special thing. I, uh, I would I would prefer to just watch Lee Ellis shoot three-pointers than <laughs> to watch the skills competition again. Where's <laughs> JD? Can... Get him in. See, see, JD, there's something here. I think we can yeah. work on it. Let's just get nuts with it. <laughs> okay. Um, Lee, 
Let's uh, let's talk a little cereal before we get to Trey's tweet of the night. What do you got, man? Oh, why not? Yeah. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I, I I shouldn't share this story because some people might be still eating breakfast, but I'm going to because uh, I share everything here on this show. I wish I had Magic Spoon this morning, Lee. I'm all out. Like, mm. hey, Magic Spoon, if you're if you're listening or watching, like, hook your boy up. I need some more, but maybe I'll just go buy it with that code. Uh, I could have used it, and here's why. You know, usually I got a little bit of time in prepping for this show and then sitting down to record with record with you guys and I have enough time to maybe make like an actual hearty breakfast and stuff like that but I needed a quick one this morning because we had a big clog daga in the toilet here today <laughs> now no 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 before it gets worse actually because it was a it was a classic just toilet paper clog you know mm. it wasn't uh, it wasn't the uh, too much uh, business from the number two that was doing it it was a straight uh, you know there was too much TP in there let's be honest so that's fine. You know, it's, uh, you know, I'm told, I'm like, okay, we'll just leave it. We got another one, uh, a washroom in the house. So we'll just use that one. And uh, I'll, I'll take care of it after the show. Because again, it's sort of a time crunch in the morning here, right? So I'm such a creature of habit. And I'm a stone cold dummy that <laughs> I get up from work. I'm going to go shower, get ready for the show. As I always do, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm by the book, right? I'm going to take my pregame uh, two. I'm going to take my pregame dump. I don't think. I go in there. I do my business. And then I'm like, I'm an idiot. Uh-oh. I literally just had just told Nora, like, okay, we'll just we'll leave that washroom. And then I'll just uh, f- I'll figure it out after. So I made it worse, of course, is what I'm getting at here. Like, way worse. And now I'm like, okay, well, I got to take care of this now. I mean, I don't want this sitting around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep, yeah. Yep, you got to. Realize I don't have a plunger. Oh, baby. Yeah, we don't have one because, you know, you know, we've been in our house for a long time. Luckily, nothing's been getting clogged over here. <laughs> I'm like, well, geez, I got to go get a plunger. So I'm like, all right, I'll zip over to Publix. You know, not too far from me. I'll like just zip over to the grocery store. Get that. They don't have one. I go up and down every damn aisle 
I'm asking people. Mm. Also, never a thing you want to ask someone. Ever. <laughs> yeah, they know. Never. They know why you're asking yeah, for sure. What uh, else? Are just you a casual for? question here. Yeah. Got any plungers? No reason. No reason. <laughs> so at you all. never want to do that. Is I don't care. I have no shame, obviously. So I'm like, uh, but they don't have one. They're gone. I don't even know if they ever had one, which is the crazy yeah. part. But anyway, I couldn't believe it. So I'm like, okay, a gas station. I know. I used to work in a convenience store. I know we always had a weird pl- uh, plunger sitting in the corner. That like was probably 10 times overpriced, right? But uh, who cares? I need it. This is an emergency. It's got dust all over it because no one's ever touched it or looked at it. I go to the nearest one by me. The guy looked at me like I was an idiot. Like I, wow. I, I, I don't even know if he understood me, if I'm being honest. I'm like, uh, do you have a plunger? He's just, do you have a plunger? He just looked at me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll just look. And then uh, couldn't find one. So now, guys, like, uh, you know, we're getting closer to the show here. I'm yeah, like, maybe. Uh, now I'm ne- but I'm out. Now, like, I can't stand, like, to go do a mission and then and then abort that mission. Oh, right? yeah. No way. Totally, totally. My buddy Grish. Ah, <laughs> uh, my buddy Grish has got a plunger. I guarantee it. I'm calling him. I'm calling him. He's not picking off. I'm like, is he at the gym? This guy likes to put his laps in in the pool. I'm like, oh, okay. I got a key to his house, though. So I'm like, I'm going over. <laughs> I'm finding a plunger in his house. I know he's got one. So eventually I get to his house. Again, he doesn't live far from me. And uh, he is there. He was in the shower. And uh, I'm like, I need a plunger, man. And uh, so he finds one. He gives it to me. Anyway, long story short, I unclogged the toilet, but I didn't have any time to eat breakfast. And I really could have used some magic spoon. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Well, there you go, magic spoon. There's another ad read for you. You get two for the price of one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't oh, wow. need a plunger after being in your house for almost a year? I mean, No. That's crazy, no. man. I know, I know. It's great, isn't it? But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. What a what a morning I've had. Anyway, I'm starving, and I'm only making this morning go longer here by telling that dumb story. So let's get to <laughs> tweet of the night, so I can eat some breakfast. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the night. Not sure how to pronounce this name. It comes to us from Jess. Keats, Jess Keats, I do believe, uh, who tweeted out this video from the Mavericks game last night. A guy absolutely crushing it on the Carlton dance cam in Dallas. I think this made it to House of Highlights today. This guy going wild, showing his moves, shaking the boost. He's not really hitting the Carlton that hard, I would say. No, he's dancing. He's he's the moves. He's on fire, but he's not crushing. The Carlton here. Yeah, he, he he couldn't care less about the Carlton. He just wanted the camera on him, and he's given it his best and doing oh, pretty well, I'll say. Oh man, he was uh, he was sort of doing the Carlton right at the beginning. True, true. But then he, then oh. he was like, "I'm just going to give you everything." He moonwalked. <laughs> yeah, he's hitting you with everything here. Oh man, I love this guy. They well, so, see you, buddy. They went like back that. to that guy a couple times throughout the night uh, for like other. At one point, see these guys there beside you go, him, Carlton. I almost clipped it. There's three other guys beside him, because you can only have four in your party, right? They had a choreographed dance tray that they were wow. doing for another song later in the show. I actually really should have clipped it too. Nice. This guy, this guy obviously, uh, yeah, he's uh, went viral there sort of last night. What was it? Who who tweeted this? You said Jess Keats or something? Yeah, like that? Jess Keats, J E S K E E T S. I think yeah. was the wow. Twitter account I found this one on. Looks like a good follow. Maybe Someone- too much Raptors. Someone said on Twitter, I saw, it was a great point. Like, this is like the one benefit of having fewer people in the arena. You allow these really good dancers room to operate. 
Oh yeah, I guess like, that's a good point. And the, yeah. and this crew that they came with, you said they have a choreographed dance. I mean, they probably know there's not going to be a lot of people there. Our chances of getting on totally. the camera, very good. Let's totally. learn a dance. Smart yeah. move. Yeah, it was like a really simple choreographed move. It was like uh, it was like up, up, and then like a little thing, and then like to the left, to the right. I mean, they were killing it, uh, and they committed. That guy, that guy in the purple, man, he was really committed to dancing. So uh, that's a that's a fun little clip there. But I also saw someone say, "Was that guy staged? No way." Mm. there's no way there's no way because you can tell why here's why because you're right you get these like staged dancers or ushers or stuff like that where they make it seem like this is like oh this is just a random person and it's like a plant not this guy though because you could tell that he kept looking at the camera he kept doing like that sly little look up to see like oh am i still on am i still killing it if that's a plant they're just going for it because they know that's the whole bit yeah they don't need to look at the camera he was looking at the not the camera he's looking at the screen to make sure he was still on that guy is 100% genuine. You can book that. Lock that in. I, I will be shattered if I find that guy it was a plant. Yeah, no I'm with you. Uh, he, lo- he looked like a legit dancer. I would agree. Yeah. He didn't have uh, the moves or the, or you know, the, the going back to. I think he would have stayed with the Carlton if he was there for just the Carlton cam. But I was a little surprised, you know. We love the Carlton. Everybody loves the Carlton. Joel McMillan loves the Carlton. Fresh Prince has been off the air for 25 years. Tough. Can you believe the last episode of that was 1996? Wow. Do people know Carlton? Do young people know Carlton? I know they don't know Tom Jones because I'm tweeting out Tom Jones quick mm. clips of <laughs> sex land and sex bomb. And people are like, who is this old man grinding on these young women? Very weird. They don't know Tom Jones. I would imagine most people think Carlton is the new Chris Paul. That's Alfonso Ribeiro's big role now is being Chris Paul. But, you know, just like when we saw the Macarena with Lee Ellis doing it in Cleveland. We got to teach people the Carlton. It's yeah. a great dance. It's always funny. That the best part of that video, I think, is when he's going full Carlton there. So I don't know. People are saying in the stream team that Fresh Prince was on Nick at Night. I remember my mom watching Nick at Night when I was a young kid, and it's just all the oldies, the old, uh, the old sitcoms. That makes me very sad. If that's the old sitcoms that are on Nick at Night now. Oh, it definitely Fresh is. Fresh yeah. Prince, yeah. Well, didn't they just? Uh, I haven't watched it yet. Didn't HBO Max do like a sort of a bring the whole cast back together type of thing? With You're right. They got both Aunt Vivs back together, yeah. right? Yeah. I got to watch that. What was, yeah, it? What was uh, the review we'll, of that? Did it go well? Were people happy about it? I don't no. know. Don't know. I we'll, think uh, the main news I remember was that, wow, look at Will and Viv, OG Aunt Viv, are yeah. there together finally. Because they were beefing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Will, uh, Will put plenty of stuff up on his own social channels about being back there and stuff. But, mm. I mean, for me, Fresh Prince, I don't know. I, I, I watched it. I wasn't a huge fan of it. But I, I sort of don't think it's like a tier one sitcom. I, I have it, you know, lower down on the scales. You got a you know tier what I mean? two, Fresh Prince? Tier two, tier three, well, somewhere now there. I yeah. know, now I have to know. What do you have above Fresh Prince? Well, like Seinfeld is a tier one. Yeah, know? but I don't even consider those the same. But, okay. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like, you know, for it to sort of like you're talking about Carlton, who would even know him? That's why I, I am agreeing with you that I think I don't think he's if people just say that you're doing the Carlton dance, people automatically go, oh, that's from Fresh Prince. You know what I'm saying? I just don't think it was that big. Hmm. That's all. That's I all. think if you know Fresh Prince, you know the Carlton. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I think but for I'm just our generation, fresh. we know Fresh Prince, no doubt about it. Yeah, um, yeah. But now you're just seeing people throw their arms up and you're like, oh, that's the Carlton? I guess I'll just learn that. Maybe it came from Fortnite. Yeah, right. right. Good point. What else you got in your tier one, Lee? Sitcom. Well, well I, I mean, look, Friends is there for its, uh, for its reach that it had, for sure. I know you didn't have to like it, but you can't deny that Friends wasn't enormous. Um, what, 
else have I got? What else have I got there? I mean, The Office is your is your tier. Well, one, for I me, yes, for, for me, of course, The British Office is tier one for sure. But I'm talking more just in a sort of more, um, you know, mm. pop culturey sort of reference thing. Like if you if you throw in a Kramer joke, you know, or a uh, something about the Friends characters, more people are going to get that, I think, than they would get like a Fresh Prince. Yeah, hey, you're doing the yeah. Carlton dance. Yeah. So. Okay. You know. I mean, you are picking some obviously iconic shows to put above it. Yes. So I'm not angry with that. I mean, oh, the, I office, put it in- the Office we have to remove completely, though, because it's not like yeah. shot in front of a live studio audience and stuff like that, like these shows. No. Like, I think you have to go there. But, like, Everybody Loves Raymond, are you a fan of, Lee? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really well. Like, that no, 70 show, that 70 show wasn't too bad. That 70 I would say, show, but okay. that's, that's But that's not a tier one. I'd put that in a tier two, tier three. Cheers. Uh, Cheers has got to be a che- uh, cheer one show. <laughs> cheer For one. me, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. But that that last aired in 1993, so you know that's nearly 30 years ago. But that yeah. was uh, that the was golden ages. Yeah. Oh, the, the golden, golden girls. girls. <laughs> the golden girls in the top tier for sure. <laughs> oh, all right, great tweet, Trey. Uh, I'm gonna have to go follow that person that tweeted that out. I like that one. Uh, pick'em results. I alluded to it earlier. It was the Cavs Nuggets game. Nuggets were favored by nine and a half. Big line, especially when it comes to our pick'ems. Didn't matter. They won by nearly forty. Uh, I swerved. I purposely went with the Cavs because everybody else took Denver, and that backfired. So that's a loss for me. I'm four and four. Everybody else picks up the W. Tass is four and four. He's tied with me at the top, and then Trey and Lee right there, three and five. So look at this. What a race here in February tonight. Pick 'em game. Tassie picked it. Only five games on tonight. We got the TNT doubleheader. Heat Rockets. Join us for our NBA Happy Hour watch party at halftime of that here live on YouTube. Sixers Blazers is the second game on TNT. Then we have Pacers Pistons Magic Warriors. And then this one, probably the game of the night. Sort of unfortunate, if I'm being honest, that it's not the TNT game. Raptors-Celtics. Celtics favored by three and a half, Lili. Um, not a big line. Raptors in a back-to-back situation. I think that's uh, coming into play here maybe with this line. But what do you think? Where do you want to go first? Yeah, the Raptors are definitely playing much better basketball. They are in a back-to-back. And they do have a big rivalry there with the Celtics, who are just coming off a long road trip. Uh, but I like the Jalen Brown Pascal Siaka matchup uh, that we saw down there in the bubble. So I'll take the Celtics by four points or more. Okay, Trey. I heard on a podcast that the Raptors were going to win tonight, and I see that they are not favored. So give me the Raptors easily, keeping it within three and a half points because they're going to win. Give me the Raps. Yeah, how buddy? Uh, I'll take the Raps too in the victory. I'm hitting the money line. Let's find out who Tass likes. Three and a half points, that's way too many points. Give me the wraps. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> the no dunks. You can get that at nodunks.com. Lee, you're the only one taking the Beantown boys, the Celtics, who have been struggling. There is no doubt uh, in terms of winning games. So maybe they get this much-needed one, but maybe the Raptors keep it close enough that it doesn't matter. We'll find out. Hey, just to uh, circle back uh, down the drain to my um, plunger story, because I borrowed a plunger... I feel like it's in good etiquette to keep the plunger that I borrowed yes. from Grisham and uh, just buy him a new one, yeah. You don't want me to yes. just go back and give it back to him? <laughs> no, you don't. It's in, why, why, why not? It's in one of those uh, cool things that, like, uh, <laughs> you, like, you know, covers it that you don't have to touch ever. No? No, no. You, you don't want to be that person where someone says, here you go, I've brought your plunger back. I would just go, thank you, boom, straight in the trash if you did that, buy myself mm, a new one. Wow. You <laughs> yeah. would, so if I borrowed your plunger... And then I gave it back to you. You would 
It sounds like you would accept it because you're a nice guy, but you'd be, as soon as I left, you would throw it out. <laughs> I would accept it, but I'd be like, I cannot believe he brought this back. Why on earth would you bring it back? Just buy me a new one. Or yeah, don't bring it back. I don't care because they're like six bucks or something like that. So, you know. Uh, these ones are a little nicer to target. These are this is a $20 plunger. <laughs> oh, $20? $20. Yeah, you got a simple human? Is that what that is? Those, uh... Uh, ooh, it might be. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I already ordered. I, nor, I actually asked Nora to order one. So we've already ordered one for Grisham. So don't you worry, Lily. I will not be giving them back a used plunger. You know what, though? Maybe just for a little social experiment. Take it back to Chris. Just see how it reacts. <laughs> I don't think he'd be happy with it. I think he wants it sealed in the plastic. <laughs> yeah. Dead stock plunger. Let's just yeah. see. Let's just find out. You and Grish are as close as uh, any old two friends can possibly be. So, if That's you a true can... friendship. Exactly. If, if you can plungers, return that man. to a friend and he just says, thanks, buddy, and puts it back in his restroom or wherever he keeps it and doesn't say anything, then you just know it's like, okay. See, see, that's the thing. It's If it's the type of plunger that's living in the basement... You know, that it's just, like, tucked away, like, already in dust and dirt or whatever. Like, then it's, like, ah, it's not maybe that big a deal. But if it's one of those ones that is, you're right, like, living in the washroom, like, in the thing, or maybe even a closet even in the washroom, okay, is that that might be a little different, Trey. It's, like, where the plunger lives might come into play, for me, personally, of being used and returned. (laughs) Honestly... I would lend anyone a plunger and I would accept a plunger back in any condition. Because guess what? You're not touching the plunger part. You're touching the handle. And I'm trusting that you're washing your hands before and after plunging your toilets. (laughs) Yeah. Give me it back. Give me it back. I bought uh... that one because I like it. I don't trust you. You didn't even have your own plunger for an entire year. How can I trust what you're choosing? I want the one that I chose myself. I went on wire cutter. I read every review on the plunger. I want the one with the biggest suction cup possible, the strongest handle. Give me my plunger back. Sounds like this guy's (laughs) using a plunger frequently. Well, I'm plunging weekly. (laughs) I just like to keep the pipes clean. I don't need to. I just do it. Just in case there's any refuse. I just imagine like, all right, kids, everybody. Daddy's going to do some plunging. (laughs) Puts it on the shoulder, up the stairs again. Here we go. All right, well, I'll keep you guys updated on what plunger I return to uh, our buddy Grish, not just mine. Okay, call it there. Fun show, as always. Email us your NBA questions for the next Beach Step and Podcast. Email them in nodunks at theathletic.com. We dropped one yesterday, so go check that out. Lots of fun, lots of larfs. Uh, Like, comment, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Grab your No Dunks merch at nodunks.com. Do you even plunge, bro? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Shout out to, uh, who is that there? I can barely see it. Evander85, thank you, thank you. Uh, Yeah, you saw that sweet shirt that Tass was wearing. We the No Dunks, you can get that at nodunks.com. Maybe we'll uh, get into the plunger game. Uh, who knows? Oh, that would be awesome, man. That'd be awesome. Uh, subscribe to The Athletic if you haven't already. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, if your first name is Frank, your nickname is The Tank. Embrace the day, people. You could stay.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.